When the rules don't apply. Ever encountered someone who has zero ability to listen and consider your preferences, thoughts, or feelings? Meet what I call the boundary destroyers. For this especially difficult personality type, your healthy boundaries do not compute, no matter how eloquently you state them. A boundary destroyer is someone for whom compromise is a dirty word. They disregard other people's boundaries, whether consciously or unconsciously, overtly or covertly, partly because they feel like they are above limits, and in some cases, actual laws. They are the people who feel entitled to your time, care, and attention, and are not concerned with reciprocity. So, I'm bringing to you directly from Terry Cole's book called The Boundary Boss. This is her chapter on the boundary destroyers. So I hope you get some very good information out of this. You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph the intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist who uses myth, music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this isn't intended as mental health therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided, divided within. Boundary destroyers are highly contentious, reactive, deeply sensitive, and self-absorbed. They may fall into the category of cluster B personality types, which include narcissistic, antisocial, histrionic, and borderline personality disorders. But we are not attempting to diagnose your boundary destroyer, or anyone else for that matter. What's important is for you to identify the common behaviors of these highly challenging personalities and assess how you might be currently engaging with them. Since boundary destroyers tend to use predatory behavior to ensure that you'll maintain their status quo, knowledge is definitely power. And please note, your safety must be your top concern. This is especially important if your boundary destroyer has a history of violence or if they display a callous disregard for your well-being. If you fear for your safety, please seek professional support and guidance. You must be extra vigilant in protecting your interests and well-being due to the potential for the boundary destroyer to not take your best interests into account at all. Attempting to assert your boundaries with a boundary destroyer can be frustrating and confusing. Proactive boundary plans that are effective with boundary first-timers or repeat offenders are less so with boundary destroyers because the normal rules of engagement don't apply. Trying to reason with one, whether a family member, co-worker, romantic partner, ex, or friend, 
can be crazy making. Why? Because boundary destroyers tend to be all about themselves and their agendas, with excessive self-involvement eclipsing empathy and compassion. Other people matter only to the extent that you can serve their worldview. Their version of reality is the only reality. A few examples of boundary destroyer behaviors include the insecure mate who picks a stupid fight the night before you have an important presentation at work or any time your attention is elsewhere and then calls you selfish and storms out when you tell him you can't discuss his issue until after your presentation. Or another example, the domineering mother who regularly competes with you is threatened by your success and seeks to take credit for your accomplishments. Or the flirty partner who outright denies that he was inappropriate at a party even though you saw him slip his number to another woman. In parentheses, according to him, you're terrorizing him with your quote-unquote crazy. Or the co-worker friend who justifies padding their monthly expense report saying they deserve and are entitled to the stolen money because they are underpaid and underappreciated. Or... The impossible boss who continually ignores your request not to email on weekends or who incessantly texts you while you are on vacation, taking a personal day, or on medical leave. Many of my clients and students have a tendency to intellectualize the behaviors of the boundary destroyers in their lives, making it easier to overlook a major disconnect between what the boundary destroyers are saying and what they're actually doing. But please note, the boundary destroyers' actions are always going to be more telling than their words. Before we delve into the sneaky maneuvers that boundary destroyers employ to get around your boundaries, I'd like to point out something important. If you are a high-functioning codependent or a highly sensitive person, you are especially susceptible to the boundary destroyer's ploys. While you absolutely do not have to be raised by a boundary destroyers to struggle with them in your adult life, growing up in a household where the parents' needs came first at the expense of the child's well-being will make you more likely to encounter and by encounter, I mean be tortured by, boundary destroyers until you are able to heal the original wound. Whatever your upbringing, the only part of this dance you have control over is your behavior. Understanding why you might be the perfect boundary destroyer target is key to stepping out of these toxic relationships. Especially if you suffer from the disease to please, you may be naturally inclined to dial into another's wants and needs. The boundary destroyer can spot your emotional sensitivity a mile away and seeks to leverage your sensitivity to their advantage. I've seen this phenomenon in my practice plenty, where an intelligent, highly empathic client is caught up in a destructive relationship with a boundary destroyer. What's important for you to understand 
is that the boundary destroyer is not like you. Many lack empathy, though some do a decent job of pretending, and some even have no conscience. Since boundary destroyers believe that the end justifies the means, they use tactics like love bombing, gaslighting, emotional manipulation, excessive guilt, and lying as control strategies. If you are a highly functioning codependent or empath, you probably have a hard time wrapping your head around what it would be like to have no conscience or empathy, not to care that others are in pain or suffering, or even consider how your actions might affect them. Your genuine goodness is exactly what the boundary destroyer is banking on. Word to the wise, highly functioning codependents also often fall into the category of highly sensitive people. This means having a sensitive nervous system, being acutely aware of subtle moon shifts in the people around them, and feeling overwhelmed when in a highly stimulating environment. If you are the target of a boundary destroyer's manipulation, you might struggle with feelings of resentment, confusion, and sadness. And since you are prone to overextending yourself, you might give more to the boundary destroyer, only to be met with a message, direct or indirect, that you are still not doing enough. So you keep trying to fill their bottomless well, but you can never succeed. So you start believing that you are not enough. The honest-to-God truth? For boundary destroyers, you will never be or do enough because it's not actually about you. If you are struggling with a boundary destroyer, it's vital to understand exactly what you're dealing with before you craft an action plan. This is super important especially if you're married and sh or share children, property, or a business. The cost of acting impulsively with this controlling and potentially vengeful personality can be high. Once you can identify their underhanded maneuvers and your own boundary deal breakers, you are in a far more empowered position to act strate strategically and successfully. In the last episode... We did talk about your own boundary deal breakers, your values, and you know, review that to think about what is important to you. <clears throat> manipulation tactics. Master manipulators, boundary destroyers, set the rules of engagement, which others are then expected to live by. The ways that a boundary destroyer can manipulate are plentiful. Below are three of the most insidious tactics that boundary destroyers employ. The first one is called flipping the script. Boundary destroyers are expert at taking the focus off of themselves and their shadiness. If you lay down the law with a very reasonable request, such as, I do not want to stay out past 10 p.m. because I haven't been feeling well and I need my sleep. The boundary destroyer may respond as if you've just punched them in the face. How dare you? Their response is a calculated effort to make you change your mind. 
You expressing needs, desires, and especially limits can set them off. Another flip-the-script maneuver is to pretend to make you the object of their concern, especially if you're calling out bad behavior. For example, when you are not cool that they stayed out late and didn't bother to call, they counter, you know, I'm really worried about you. You seem extra sensitive lately. Is something going on for you? These maneuvers are straight-up ploys to get you to doubt yourself while taking the focus off of whatever the hell they were up to. Another variation is getting upset with you for take asking a simple question or blowing something you've done out of proportion. If the boundary destroyer is doing something sketchy behind your back, they might respond by raking you over the coals in a bid to make you defensive and to deflect any potential negative attention from them. For example, a client of mine called her new lover and said that she was troubled by his evasive communication style after he had been in constant reliable content, contact the first few weeks. Her honesty prompted him to go on the offensive, saying, Well, I can't believe you wouldn't tell me this in person. I feel disconnected too, you know. You're the one who fell asleep last Wednesday night, not me. Everything he could to make her second-guess herself, even though her feelings were valid. And to no one's surprise, he turned out to be a lying sack of shit, and she ditched him shortly after this interaction. A boundary, a boundary destroyer might split hairs or outright distort what you've said, such as, I never agreed to talk about the holidays with you before making plans with my family. I just agreed to talk about holiday plans with you. <laughs> or they might ask you to do one teeny tiny favor before socking you with something bigger, insisting that you already agreed to do something you absolutely did not. Some may try to invalidate your feelings by responding with a higher-stakes situation that's actually irrelevant but can be a successful way to deflect and put you on the defensive. For example, you don't like that your partner accepts middle-of-the-night phone calls from a now-married ex, and when you say so, your partner replies, Real nice. She has cancer. Guess what, though? Her cancer, if she indeed has it, is not your side of the street. What is your side of the street is how you feel about midnight phone calls from his ex. Next, let's talk about gaslighting. One of the most pernicious forms of manipulation is gaslighting, in which the boundary destroyer seeks to sow seeds of doubt in the targeted individual in order to maintain control in the relationship. With gaslighting, boundary destroyers use a stealth arsenal of persistent denial, misdirection, contradiction, and lying, which are employed to make you question your memory, perception, and sanity. If you've been subject to ongoing gaslighting with someone close to you, you may indeed feel like you're losing your mind. For example, when you were a child, maybe you witnessed a dramatic and scary fight between your parents. Thrown dishes, World War III level yelling. But after, when you asked your mother why they were arguing, she said, Oh, we weren't fighting, honey. 
You have such a wild imagination. At its heart, gaslighting is an attempt to delegitimize your beliefs and make you question your reality. It involves constantly controlling the narrative, which means negating or denying your lived experience. You may be told that you're too tender or fragile, or, you, or maybe you question your own levels of sensitivity. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Major indicators of being gaslit include being extremely and excessively cautious so as not to upset your partner or your mother or your boss, feeling compelled to hide what's really going on from friends and family, apologizing all the time, feeling like you can't do anything right. You may also feel drained of your life force, like the usual pep in your step is nowhere to be found. And why shouldn't you be joyless when someone close to you is attempting to control your reality? Being manipulated sucks. A vibrant sense of self is based on self-trust, a strong connection to your inner knowing. That is your birthright, lovely. Do you know who doesn't give a crap about that? The person who's gaslighting you. At first you may be in shock, like, did I make that up? Am I going crazy? In the beginning, a pattern hasn't yet been established. So as odd as you may find the behavior, it's not a five-alarm fire. As time wears on, you will begin to get very defensive. I did not say that. Or, you promised that I was next in line for the promotion. There's a strong need to assert yourself, even on the small stuff like whether or not you agreed to barbecue. You freaking did not. And yet, the skilled boundary destroyer has a way of wearing you down. They have quite the detailed map of all your shame buttons, and they know just how to push them to keep you silent and subordinate. So now let's talk about the third tactic of love bombing. Love bombing is another common tactic of narcissists. They flatter their targets, feeding their ego and fantasy of true love always belonging until they are sure they have their victim hooked. And yes, the love bombing drug is more heroin than ecstasy. At that point, this type of boundary destroyer starts being highly critical disapproving and hostile. Eventually, disdain turns into total rejection, and they discard you altogether. The narcissistic cycle of abuse has three stages. One, idolize. Number two, devalue. Number three, discard. Understand that in stage one of this abusive cycle, the boundary destroyer's over-the-top attention is driven by their conscious or unconscious, desire to gain full control over you. Being on the receiving end of love bombing can be very seductive and overwhelming. It's marked by grand romantic gestures that you only dreamed could happen in real life. Love bombing can occur in other contexts too, such as in friendships, professional situations, or even in cult recruiting. Victims tend to blame themselves. If only I hadn't made that fatal mistake, 
I could once again be held in high esteem. You know, if only I didn't talk back, or if only I hadn't asked for that raise too soon, or if only I hadn't done this, that, or the other, is anything you've done, you'll never be back in high esteem. A except a resurgence of flattery and attention happens when the love bomber, the highest order of boundary destroyers, senses that you've reached a breaking point. They give just enough hope. To give you, they give you just enough hope so that you stay, so that you forgive them, that you let them try again. And it is just like going after that drug, the drug of their good graces, of being love bombed again, is similar to a drug addict chasing that initial high. So let me go into a few more manipulation tactics. Besides flipping this script, gaslighting, and love bombing, boundary destroyers also use the following methods to get what they want, which is total control. Rejecting your feelings. A client once told me that whenever she got upset, her husband would say with hostility, I'm not going to feel sorry for you because you're crying. Like what? She was feeling her emotions, not asking for his pity. But his response communicated that she had violated one of his unspoken rules. You are not allowed to get upset. Along these lines, a partner who tries to invalidate your emotions might say, You're lucky I'm so sensitive. No one else could handle you. Another form of control is over money. Many boundary destroyers use money as a form of overt, covert control, giving gifts or providing financial support to keep you dependent on them. If you are financially dependent on a boundary destroyer, you may be more accepting of their abuse because you are worried about how you would cover your basic survival without them. It reminds me of that statement, keeping them barefoot and pregnant. And acting, some boundary destroyers behave as if they are needy or helpless to con you into satiating their desires. A narcissistic mother, for example, might appear to be distraught in order to get sympathy from her daughter. A partner who senses your weakness may put on a show of feeling rejected and dejecting so that you agree to their ideas and plans. Some boundary destroyers use hostility to wear you down, yelling and sometimes stonewalling. You may feel so exhausted that you lose sight of the fact that their behavior is abusive and wrong. The moment they sense you're at your wit's end, they will shift gears and act lovingly. Relieved to no longer be the target of their anger, you're more likely to agree, not realizing that they've just played you like a fiddle. Some boundary destroyers use peer pressure to convince their targets that they should acquiesce to the boundary destroyer's plan. For example, one client told a new love interest that she wanted to wait three months to have sex. On their next date, he reported that the average woman has sex after three and a half dates, 
Not only did he try to peer pressure her into doing something she stated she wasn't ready for, by saying normal women do it in this time frame, but he actually researched the topic and attempted to use empirical data to wear her down as well. Or maybe he just made it all up just to lie to her. Less obviously, calculated peer pressure can sound like, well, my whole family agrees with me on this one. Or, you know what? I defended you when Bob called you selfish, but now I'm beginning to think he was right. Then you're more focused on Bob's alleged bad-mouthing than the fact that someone you're involved with is insulting you as a means of controlling you. <clears throat> so observe their behavior. The most important thing you can do if you're struggling with this type of self-absorbed personality is to always be observing their behavior. Don't let things slide. Call them out sooner than later. And you will get a lot of good intel from their response to being challenged. Do they sit down and say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Tell me more. I want to understand how you feel. You matter to me. If you're dealing with a boundary destroyer, that will not happen. But if it does, you'll get the clear message about how they really feel within the next day or two when, e when they either repeat the offense they claim to be aware of unaware of, or mock you for your sensitivity, or drop you altogether. In established relationships, once you've become accustomed to the dynamic, as messed up as it might be, it's harder to articulate and identify why you feel so upset. If your boss, or lover, mother, or whoever apologizes for behaving inappropriately, that's fine. But most importantly, be on the lookout for changed behavior. Words are the boundary destroyer's loaded gun. So if you don't want to be held hostage, watch to see if their actions line up with their words. As the saying goes, the best apology is changed behavior. This is especially true for repeat offenders, in which case I'd modify that statement too. The only apology that matters is changed behavior. Words without changed behavior are simply a continuation of their manipulation. If we accept someone's apologetic words and they continue to violate a boundary, we are now in collusion with their lowest survival instincts. I'd say that's the worst groundhog day ever. With non-boundary destroyers, healthy limit setting is a highly effective means of protecting yourself and your relationships. With boundary destroyers, though, it's not so simple. As is common in abusive dynamics, you may be tempted to take more than your share of the blame. You may chastise yourself for ignoring your body wisdom that told you something was off, like those pangs in your stomach or the constriction in your chest. As you reflect, please remember that their charm offensive, the love bombing, was part of a larger strategy to control and manipulate. No need to self-flagellate. You are responsible for your behavior and not theirs. Boundary destroyer doesn't lay a finger on you. 
Know that emotional and verbal violence are extremely damaging, especially if you are sensitive. Sooner or later, you will reach bottom. But everyone's bottom is different, and what you do is up to you. Due to the potential for the boundary destroyer not to take your best interests into account, you must be extra vigilant in protecting your interests, your safety, and your well-being. To step out of the boundary destroyer's manipulative vortex, you need to get clear on the fact that manipulation with the intent to control you is not okay. Trusting yourself can be a very steep hill to climb when someone has launched a stealth campaign against your perspective, intuition, and autonomy. But it can be done. Develop and strengthen your belief in your own intuition. If something feels off, painful, or constricted in your body, that's your body's wisdom piping up saying, pay attention, something's not right. Meditation will help you get in touch with the stillness within and replenish your own energy. Your self-care really matters, especially in charged situations. You can always step back from a conversation while you gather your thoughts. Breathing deeply will bring you back to center and helps you to behave more mindfully so that when someone is attempting to manipulate you, you have some response time to allow your own wisdom and truth to guide your action. Remember, your gut is rock solid. And acceptance is key. You will never win with a boundary destroyer. Even if you have the best bullet-pointed argument in the world, the boundary destroyer is not going to acknowledge your truth. Con- convincing them of your perspective is a thankless, energy-zapping task. Once you're clear on that, do what you must to save the only life you can save, your own. The boundary destroyer uses these underhanded tactics because many have an extremely fragile sense of self and self-loathing. Most likely, they are afraid that if you were to become more self-confident, you'd leave. Not your circus, not your monkeys. Their insecurity is squarely on their side of the street. Stop making choices to assuage their inner wounds. You can't make up for their horrible childhood. But you can start making conscious choices that support your well-being, safety, and empowerment. Just as it's pointless to try to win with a boundary destroyer, it's also a waste of your precious time and energy to convince people to see your point of view. Those who know the real you won't for a second doubt you or your intentions. Others may take the boundary destroyer's side. But you have to let go of caring what others think. If you're dealing with an abusive boundary destroyer, leaving, going no contact, or both are the ideal options. If the boundary destroyer is apparent, that can be challenging. But again, no contact is an option. Some of my clients press pause on their relationships with a familial boundary destroyer for a set amount of time. Distance can be healing and interrupts the boundary dance. Then, if you decide to be back in touch, 
you are less likely to let them dominate you or push your buttons. Nothing they do is actually about you anyway. Especially if you are dealing with a narcissist, prepare to deal with their rage if you decide to end the relationship outright. Remember, they feel entitled to control you and may do everything in their power to destroy you for asserting your sovereignty. You may need to block their number or have a mini-funeral for the relationship you wished you had had and then go on living as if they are actually dead to you. Whatever you decide, one thing is certain. You cannot rationalize with them, so don't even try. If leaving or having no contact is not an option, the gray rock method, essentially becoming bland and unreactive, being just like a rock, like a blob, will help you become a less interesting target. Boundary destroyers aggressively seek your attention to fill their inner emptiness. Seeing you upset is like catnip to them. Any charged emotional reaction will replenish their supply. But if you're boring, they get bored too, with you, which is what you want. If you are in a relationship that you simply cannot simply end, for example, if you're raising children together, you must take emotion out of your communication. Boundary destroyers do not care how you feel. Lindsay Ellison, author of Magic Words, How to Get What You Want from a Narcissist, advises treating communication with narcissists like a business transaction. She has a winning formula to help you get what you need, which involves understanding the narcissistic's wounds and insecurities, not being worthy and then speaking to how they hope to be seen as worthy. For example, she gives this example. Um, can you help Johnny with his science homework? You're so good at explaining concepts. I think he'd love it. Yes, it can be hard to offer up praise to the person who has been tormenting the crap out of you. But remember, this is business. Business. <laughs> Feed their ego strategically to suit your needs. If you can't manipulate the manipulator, stepping out of the power struggle will, at the very least, keep you calm. Yeah, I'm not, that sentence I'm not quite sure I agree with. I don't, it's so easy to fall into the same type of behaviors that the narcissist or the boundary destroyer does. And this is an area that we still want to choose who and how we want to be. So back to the book. <clears throat> if you are dealing with a dangerous individual, I strongly advise that you seek professional help in navigating your situation. It's better and safer to forego a dramatic exit since there is a possibility that the boundary destroyer may decide to make your life a living hell to prove they can still control you. Seek out resources for victims of domestic violence and craft your exit strategy, strategy with careful intention. In some cases, the, the gray rock method or the blob method may be preferable to a restraining order, 
because, as with certain predators, a legal decree can increase violence. Your safety always comes first, and a skilled professional can help ensure that you are protected. If you have recently begun a relationship with someone you suspect might be a boundary destroyer, test them by pushing back a bit on their plans. For example, if your new love interest says, I made reservations at an Italian restaurant. Don't just say, great. Say, hmm, actually, I feel like eating Japanese. Boundary destroyers have very poor impulse control, and even in the early days, you will be able to spot signs of resentment that you dared to challenge their plan. If you can spot trouble early, you are in a far better position to be very firm with your boundaries or hightail it the hell out of there. If you don't test the waters early, you may wind up in a situation where you're confusing compliance with compatibility. I once had a client come in to tell me that she was unsatisfied in her quote-unquote perfect relationship, though nothing was technically wrong. Her partner was, in her words, quite particular about everything. <laughs> the understatement is read controlling. The more we spoke, she revealed that her partner set their social schedule, never once asking what she might like to do. In fact, he didn't even know what she liked. Like many women, she went along with his agenda because she hated conflict, which brought her to a very lonely place. Of course, it's lonely to be in a relationship based on compliance, which is characterized by one-sided consideration, non-stop non giving, assuaging, and conceding to keep the pace. Continual self-abandonment can be devastating. No matter how far along you are in a relationship, romantic or otherwise, your experience will start to shift dramatically when you decide to be the boss of you. Your time is valuable and you decide how to spend it. If you have a boundary destroyer who spews abusive comments, let them know in no uncertain terms that you are not going to tolerate that. For example, you might say, I'd like to make a simple request that you not call me a bitch or any other derogatory name anymore. If you do, I will hang up the phone. The boundary destroyer will cross that line again. And what's so key is keeping your word. Even if it feels uncomfortable, you must follow through and not tolerate destructive behavior. So, final words, if you're exasperated from dealing with a boundary destroyer, freedom can be yours too. Be honest with yourself and don't give up. Figure out your next right action and then the next until you are free. So thank you for being with me. I hope you got a lot out of this particular episode on boundaries. And if you like the podcast, give it a like and a follow, and I will see you and talk with you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight, and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that he